Nishma Sibah Wabamah 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Time louder, let's go. The mountains will crumble and the hillside will fade away above my love for you will not end.
Make hard. 
Kalt ins Freien, soll es auch stürzen, soll es schreien. Wie die Wasser für eine Rosche jammern, wie ein Vinyl, wo es fällt zusammen. Es bebt in es weit. Mein Herz braucht ein paar Weil, wie ein Fieber für den Kopf ist der Kleid. Ich kenne das so nicht gern, mein Herz ist sicher daheim. Wie ja, ich nur wollte es wie.
J.M. and the A.M., one of the uh, medleys off the brand-new project, Relax, with Avraham Freed, which we uh, featured Tuesday morning, right? Yeah, he was with us Tuesday for a new music alert here at J.M. in the A.M. Before that, you heard the uh, New York Boys Choir and Via Hafta. Simcha Liners, Viata, Misratze, done by Moshe Tischler. that's brand-new, Everlasting Love with Eitan Katz and Shlomo Katz off Live in Jerusalem, volume number two. And uh, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this June 4th at 12th of Sivan, the year 5780. Tufshin Pei, 68 degrees with 82% humidity. Winds are west at 2 miles an hour. Partly cloudy with a high of 87. Wow. Then tonight, scattered thunderstorms, a low of 68. Tomorrow afternoon, thunderstorms, a high air of Shabbos, 85 degrees. 79 in Yerushalayim, 68 here in New York City as we say good morning. At JM in the AM. Malcolm Honeline tomorrow. Malcolm Honeline, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow here at JM in the AM. We'll do the weekly update. What a different world than the last time we did a weekly update. So we'll do that coming up um, tomorrow at 7.40. We have postponed, and we'll talk more about this later on when Miriam L. Wallach is here. Uh, we have postponed our Sunday Israel celebration uh, we are following the lead of our friends at the JCRC of New York, who in respect to the um, to the whole situation, I mean, we can go into detail about it later on, but in respect to the whole situation here in New York City and around the country have decided to postpone the virtual parade. I don't even know if there would have been a parade Sunday with the situation going on now, curfews and all. Um but uh, we'll postpone, and um, everything that we've been mentioning in terms of the, uh, in terms of the virtual celebration. And by the way, big big thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm for all their cooperation uh, with the event. Of course, they're always our main parade sponsor, and we thank them. And I got to give a special special thank you and shout out to Tamar Rothenberg, who has been with us every step of the way in trying to plan our virtual Celebrate Israel Celebration Day this coming Sunday. And uh, now we're all disappointed, obviously, that things did not work out the way we planned originally. But we're working. We're working to see exactly uh, what the story will be in terms of a future celebration, uh, both in our neighborhoods and, uh, you know, internationally with us here at this global entity. Um, so, so a big thank you to Tamar Rothenberg. Uh, so we're gonna we're, 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 what we're gonna do is we're gonna continue our social media campaign with some of the memories on video of uh, the past uh, celebrate Israel parades, 
And at the same time, we're going to change our goal to doing the show on the 21st, on Father's Day, on the 21st of June, which is also the goal of JCRC. And we'll see how things go as we get closer and closer. We've changed our start time to 1130. So we'll start 1130 on the 21st, and then JCRC will have their virtual event at 1 p.m. Um, and again, we'll see what happens as we get closer and closer in this precarious world of ours. Uh, but that's the story right now, and you'll notice that toward the end of the videos that you see. Um, you know, moving forward, big thank you to Yoni Pollock, who's doing a great job releasing that, uh, editing and then releasing those videos on a daily basis as we celebrate Israel. And uh, again, we will keep a, a close eye. It's sort of like, um, <laughs> you know, the sporting events that are postponed to a certain date and then eventually just canceled. Uh, this is now postponed. We're hoping it won't be canceled, but we're, we're preparing for every eventuality. Simple as that. So that's the story with Sunday. Uh, and we'll talk more about it later on. And um, I do remind you we're in the midst of our own 2020 fundraiser here at JM in the AM. And those of you out there who um, have not yet contributed, who have not yet been part of our 2020 fundraiser, we're asking you to please join us, keep us going. We have proven over the last few months just why we're so vital, why we're such an important part of the community. Uh, feel free to go to fjbunity.org. You can do it online. You can do it right now, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Also, you can use our mailing address, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, um, New York, New York, 1002. Again, it's Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, suite number 3. New York, New York, one triple O two, and um, and again we thank you for that. We thank you very, very much. All right, so we'll talk about parade later on, and we'll talk about the uh, we'll talk about the uh, I'm sure the fundraiser a little bit, and a whole bunch of other stuff. If you keep it right here at uh, JM in the AM. There was actually another topic I wanted to get to. I have to think about it. Uh, also, at 7.35 a.m. Eastern Time, Rabbi Mayer Yadid. Rabbi Mayer Yadid is the brand is the author of the brand new Art Scroll book, The Power of Tranquility, Illuminating the Torah Path to Peace of Mind. Uh, we will speak to him coming up. Uh, he's not familiar to everybody in this audience. We're getting more and more familiar with him. He is Rosh Hashiva of YDE. Um, head of Brooklyn's large and thriving congregation, Shari Zion, which we know very, very well. Uh, he's a world-renowned speaker. He's assisted, educated, guided, and inspired thousands of people of all ages. In this book, The Power of Tranquility, he shows us how to achieve the greatest blessing of all, shalom, peace of mind and spirit. Um, so we will speak with him at 7.35 a.m. Eastern Time. I found the book very interesting. I've noted a couple of places that I must concentrate on with him, and we'll do that at 7.35 a.m. Eastern Time right here at JM in the AM. All right, so uh, we've got another interesting morning. I told you about the uh, weekly update that returns tomorrow. And, um, and we are delaying our Sunday Israel celebration until the... At, at the moment, until the 21st of uh, of June, which is Father's Day, and then we'll take it from there and see how things 
in fact, uh, work out. JM in the AM with H volume number three.
Beit im Wart, Farmaschiach, Hebet, Nakimmen, wenn wir vertrugen sich. Jeder einer darf in dem Beit im Wart, Farmaschiach, Hebel, Schankimmen, er wart auf dir in mir. It will only happen when we all get along. Everyone waiting for what you pray for, Mashiach. Let's do one another. Everyone in song. Oh. 
Jam in the AM. H is, of course, Jakob Schwecki here on a uh, Jam in the AM Thursday morning broadcast. 68 degrees, partly cloudy, high of 87. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best. And as you get ready to pay tribute to the dads and grads during the month of, uh, of June... Make sure to keep in mind when you go to kosherdogs.net, you get a 10% discount with promo code radio. Go to kosherdogs.net, promo code radio for your 10% discount. Again, a great gift for both dads and grads. Uh, Yaakov Shweki at Eish, via Hafta from Milech Cohen, Ufaratza, that was Rogers Park. Shalom Aleichem, done by Eish uh, from volume number three. Um... Well, we announced the postponement of uh, Sunday's Israel celebration that we were going to do online, uh, the virtual celebration following the lead of JCRC of New York. They're postponing as well. We'll have more details about that later on. Malcolm Honeline tomorrow. Weekly update will take place at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Malcolm Honeline will join us to talk about the uh, news of the day, the week, etc. Weekly update coming up tomorrow morning, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. J.M. in the a.m. Um, what else do we have for you? A reminder that uh, coming up at 7.35 a.m. Eastern Time this morning, coming up at 7.35 a.m. Eastern Time this morning, my conversation live on the air with Rabbi Mayer Yadid, the author of The Power of Tranquility. It's a brand new Art Scroll release, uh, and we will speak with him at 7.35 this morning. He has been described to me as... Uh, an absolute giant in the rabbinate. Uh, and we'll get a chance to speak with him coming up here at uh, JM in the AM. Uh, also, speaking of Art Scroll, don't forget when you order The Power of Tranquility, and when you order uh, Our Man in Jerusalem by Rabbi Seltzer, remember 15% discount and free shipping right now with promo code radio. So go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio, 15% discount. Uh, when you use promo code radio, and you can order both brand new books, Our Man in Jerusalem and uh, Rabbi Yadid's book, The Power of Tranquility. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, next to JMN. Galay Tzal, Yerushalayim, Shalom Rav, Shaashtayim, Kanoam Avira, Mima Shekorea Akshav. התפרצות הקורונה במערכת החינוך נמשכת. 14 מוסדות נסגרו מן הבוקר בעקבות אבחון חולים בשטחם. עם הפרטים כתבנו אליאב בטיטו. עד כה זוהו כ-270 תלמידים ועובדי הוראה החולים בנגיף ביותר מ-60 בתי ספר שונים. נכון לשעה זו, למעט בירושלים, בשאר בתי הספר מדובר במקרים בודדים, ובמשרד הבריאות מתכוונים לקיים בדיקות בקרב בתי הספר והגנים. בעקבות המקרים נמצאים בבידוד כ-8,000 בני אדם. מנכ"ל הכנסת אלברט סחרוביץ' הודיע על תחילתה של חקירה אפידמיולוגית אשר תכלול שימוש במצלמות הכנסת של המקומות שבהם שהה חבר הכנסת סמי אבו שחאדה שאובחן אמש כחולה קורונה. עם קבלת ממצאי החקירה יוחלט על המשך טיפול. כתבנו הפוליטי מיכאל האוזר טוב מזכיר כי הבוקר הוחלט לבטל את דיוני כל ועדות הכנסת. 
בשיחה עם גל גבאי ואפי בן אברהם, סיפר חבר הכנסת שחאדה, שמרתי על כללי הזהירות, אינני יודע היכן נדבקתי. הכנסת הייתה המקום הכי מסוכן מבחינת קורונה בארץ, אבל מה שחשוב פה זה שהקורונה עדיין נמצאת פה, ושהחזרה לשגרה הזאת היא אשליה, ואסור לנו להתייחס בזלזול לעניין הזה כאילו הקורונה לא הייתה, או כאילו הקורונה היא מאחורים. ונשיא המדינה ראובן ריבלין קרא היום להרגעת הרוחות בוויכוח סביב הסיפוח ואמר, השיח הקשה חייב להיפסק. כולנו מפסידים מצורת השיח הזו. איננו מתייראים מן המבקרים והשואלים, אך עלינו בהחלט להתיירא מן המשתיקים, משתיקי השיח. אל לנו להשתיק שאלות, אל לנו להשתיק היסוסים או ביקורת מאף צד פוליטי. מדבריו של הנשיא הביאה כתבתנו מוריה אסף וולברג. המשבר בענף התעופה, בחודש מאי טסו בסך הכל 8,300 ישראלים לחו"ל, רק אחוז מכמות הטסים בחודש מאי בשנה שעברה. בתוך כך שר הבריאות אדלשטיין ויושב ראש איגוד עובדי התחבורה בהסתדרות אבי אדרי ייפגשו היום. כתבתנו עינב קרנר מציינת שאדרי מתכוון לדרוש מאדלשטיין להאיץ את מתווה המדינות הירוקות ולהחזיר את אלפי עובדי ענף התעופה לעבודתם. לאחר ההתקהלויות האסורות של אוהדי מכבי תל אביב והפועל תל אביב בכדורגל, יושב ראש מלהנלט הליגות בכדורגל ארז חלפון אומר, אצל בוני גינסבורג ועידן קבלר בגלי צה"ל, במשטרה הבטיחו שיפעלו למנוע מקרים כאלו בעתיד. אתמול שוחחתי עם ממלא מקום מפכ"ל משטרת ישראל וכמובן במהלך כל האירועים צוות המינהלת היה בקשר עם קציני המשטרה והבטיחו לי כולם שהם מתכוונים לפעול ואני מקווה שכך יהיה, זאת אחריות שלהם. אנחנו צריכים לכבד את החוק, אנחנו עושים מאמצים גדולים לנסות ולהחזיר קהל חלקי ליציעים, אירועים כמו שקרו אתמול, רק מרחיקים את זה. ומזג האוויר, הרוחות תתחזקנה. לאורך מישור החוף. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
I'm along for the ride. Hey, are you really gonna stay inside? Yeah, put your hands in the air. Yeah, we're going somewhere. Hey, everybody, come along for the ride. To me, there used to be a minion around, but one of us passed away, and we've been feeling down. Yet now it seems as though another Jew has been found. Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, minion man? I stepped off the bus in Mobile, Alabama. Was slowly setting on the bay. It was six o'clock on a summer Friday afternoon. Shabbos was an hour away. I walked around the town wondering what to do. Shabbos is no time to be feeling blue. Then two more went into a shop that red closed on the door. There was a minion in the back of a hardware store. Nine men waiting for one more. We ushered in the Shabbos with a beautiful song. The Chazan had a voice that was clear and strong.
and the vision is clear. And I think about it every now and then, cause the place is still dear. And when I make this trip through Mobile once every year, I remember the men who prayed here. Now the minion is gone, a few died, some moved on. But the back of the store still remembers the song. The nine men who waited, to one came along. How Shabbos was carried on a song. Whoa, I asked the man, I saw how many Jews in this town. He said to me, there used to be a million around. But one of us passed away and we've been feeling down. Yet now it seems as though another Jew has been found. Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? Oh, won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? Please, won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Oh, 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 oh. 
Barry Weber. Amazing selection. Rebone the name of that one here on a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Before that, Schlockrock with Minion Man. In honor of all those who are going out of their way to properly gather for Minion. Properly meaning with the proper guidance of both the medical and rabbinic world. Kolakavot to everybody who's doing their best to do things in the proper manner, even if uh, New York City and many other cities around the country are uh, run amok with people who are not social distancing. Uh, Shlaimi Gertner with hands in the air. Thursday morning, 68 degrees, partly cloudy, a high of 87. Coming up at 7.35 this morning, Rabbi Mayer, you did. The book is called The Power of Tranquility. By the way, the book is available at artscroll.com. That's right, the book's available at artscroll.com. Um, go to uh, artscroll.com. Search for The Power of Tranquility. Also, I recommend you search for the book Our Man in Jerusalem. Both books are 15% off right now with promo code RADIO. 15% off plus um, free shipping with promo code RADIO. Uh, if you um, if you go to the Art Scroll website and, uh, and purchase those two brand new books. So check it out. Again, use promo code RADIO, Our Man in Jerusalem. Use promo code RADIO for The Power of Tranquility. And Rabbi Mayer, you did, joins us 15 minutes from now at JM in the AM. On a pitch black night, he rode a horse of the purest white. He knocked on the door, kind of prisoner free. In his hand, a bag of money. What shall I do when the money runs dry? Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky. What shall I do when the gold runs dry? Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky. They surrounded me These three words they set me free When you got no strength and you cry and please Lost in the forest can't find the trees Here's what you do when the money runs dry Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky Here's what you do when the gold runs dry Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky
J.M. in the A.M. Avremo, the great Avram Freed. He's amazing, huh? He certainly is. There he is with, uh, there we go. There he is with Vizakaini. Thursday morning, J.M. in the A.M. with 68 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high temperature of 87. I thank those of you who have already participated in our 2020 fundraiser. If you have not yet had an opportunity to participate in our 2020 fundraiser, please, please, Go to uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and be as generous as possible. Again, fjbunity.org to support the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting and help keep us going. I mentioned yesterday, and I stressed how the uh, majority of the revenue streams of this network are now inactive. That's the reality. And we need everyone's help out there to just keep us going. Even if it's a little bit, every little bit helps. So please join us. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org is the website. There's also an address. You can literally send a check, if you wish, to Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, New York, New York, uh, 1002. Again, that's 551 Grand Street, suite number 3, New York, New York, one. Triple O two, and if you go to the website, if you want to honor someone who's having a yard site, uh, do something in memory of somebody, um, you could sponsor part or all of our broadcast, including our by Goldwasser's words, uh, in memory of somebody, if you wish, or in honor of somebody. Uh, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. That information is at the top where it says sponsorship opportunities. J.M. and the A.M. are by David Goldwasser's words. Zechonishmas HaRav Zeben of Yosef Alevi and Zechonishmas Esther Bas of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Yalkut Me'am Loez talks about a very wealthy individual who is known to be very stingy. He was not fulfilling the mitzvahs and never gave one penny to tzedakah or to do anything that was benevolent. As he was lying on his deathbed, he suddenly had a desire to eat, and he asked his sons to prepare him a cooked egg. The sons went to prepare the food. The window was open, and as the egg was cooking, there was a famished Oni, a poor man who was starving. He passed by, and he smelled the aroma from the outside. He knocked on the door, and he requested something to eat. The sons who were well-trained, they were kamtsonim, as stingy as the father, refused him. 
He kept begging and begging. He raised his voice, crying that he hadn't eaten in days, and he just wanted something small. The father, hearing the cries, called out to his sons to ask what the commotion was about. They told him, there's a poor man outside. He's asking for the egg. He says he hasn't eaten. Give it to them, the father said. A short while later, the Kamtsan died. When he reached the Bezin Shalmailo, the heavenly court, it was decreed that he should go down to Gehenna. As he was being led to the lowest level, he was suddenly met by someone who wanted to take him back to the heavenly court, the Bezin Shalmailo. When they got there, the person said, It's true that this person did not learn. He did not fulfill any of the mitzvahs. But there is one thing that he did. The last thing that he did in his life before he left the world. He gave an egg to a poor man. I am the malach, the angel that was created from the egg. The poor man who knocked on the door was dying from hunger. Another moment and he would have been gone. This person saved him and revived his soul. It is written, If you save only one person, it is as though a person has saved the entire world. The heavenly court then paskin that he goes to Gan Eden, he gets to go to heaven. The man appeared to his sons in a dream. And he said, if this is what you gain from one misa, from one act of charity, of tzedakah, imagine what a person can gain from a lifetime of tzedakah and chesed. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizuk. Have a nice day. Oh,
J.M. in the A.M. Libiba Mizrach, Yaakov Shweki, Thursday morning broadcast. Full schedule today, by the way. At 9 o'clock, Charlie Harari on the topic of changing uh, how we feel by changing the rules of the game. Michael Fragan at 9.30 with the latest political news on spin class. Allison Josephs, Jew in the City, speaks at 10 a.m. Allison will be joined by Hadassah Raskis and Ilana uh, Sickle of Corona Connects, an organization that connects homebound college students with online volunteer opportunities. That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach at 10.30 featuring a Karen Birnbaum to discuss estate planning during the COVID pandemic. We'll do the live lunch at 11. Tonight, the Arab Shabbos show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. That's hosted by Mark Zomik. That begins at 7 p.m. and will be replayed at both the 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. Eastern time here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, Rabbi Mayer, you did, is with us live via telephone. Uh, as I just mentioned to him off the air, I don't remember the last time that we have had such a reaction uh, to a guest coming on the air. I'm hearing from people all over the world, frankly, uh, who are thrilled to hear me speak with him, and I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, Rabbi Mayer, you did, is the author of the brand-new book from Art Scroll entitled The Power of Tranquility, Illuminating the Torah Path, to peace of mind. As Rosh Yeshiva of YDE, I believe that's Yeshiva Darche Eretz, a head rabbi of Brooklyn's large and thriving congregation, Shari Zion, and a world-renowned speaker, Rabbi Mayer Yedid has assisted, educated, guided, and inspired thousands of people of all ages. In the power of tranquility, he shows us how to achieve the greatest blessing of all, shalom, peace of mind and spirit. Rabbi Mayer Yedid, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good morning. A pleasure. Uh, why'd you write the book? So the truth, that's a good question. I didn't, uh, wasn't planning on it, but uh, I'm privileged to be part of the Syrian community here in Brooklyn. And uh, Baruch Hashem, I speak probably in front of thousands of people on a daily, on a weekly basis. 
And uh, I have a lot of shirim over the years. So uh, about a year ago, I met Rav Gedalia from Artscroll, um, and uh, there was an idea to put some of that into uh, into print. That's how it started. Baruch Hashem, there's a lot of material, but I, and I wanted to start specifically with this one, the power of tranquility, because you know without tranquility you can't accomplish much in life. So I felt this is the foundation to start working on to be able to build much more in the future. Well, That fa- was the choice. It's a fascinating book. Kept me occupied over the last couple of nights in a very positive way. And um, and one might argue uh, that your story might even be more fascinating than the book itself. Just for the benefit of our audience, and believe me, I'm very curious, as I am with anybody who's had an interesting background. You, you were living in Syria until the age of eight. Would that be accurate? The age of nine, yes. I was born in Syria. And uh, Aleppo, Syria. And with no knowledge of the English language, I assume, correct? Not at all. I came to this country at the age of nine. They put me in school. Where? I don't know what they were thinking. Where? In Mag and David Yeshiva here in Brooklyn. Wow. And uh, I didn't know a word of English at that time. No, not even the, 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 the ABCs. You were already comfortable with English by the end of elementary school? Like, did it, did it take a long time or, or a relatively short uh, time? You know, I guess at a young age you learn quick, so right. it probably took a couple of years to get comfortable. But, uh, you know, we, we got to it. And the and the and I don't even know if this is an appropriate term, but I'll use it just for identification purposes. The the Syrian community in Brooklyn was already well established by the time you got here. It was, you know, they started, I believe, in the early 1900s to to immigrate here. They were at the east side. They moved to Brooklyn. Right. I wouldn't say it was fully, but it was definitely getting there. It was by the by the 80s when I got there, 1982. I think there was already a good foundation to the community. And what synagogue did you grow up in in Brooklyn? In Shari Zion. Actually. Oh, in, in Shari Zion itself. Well, and now you're yeah. the and now you're the rabbi yeah. of Shari Zion. That must be an interesting twist for you. Yeah, it's great, you know, to to be home with people that you know, that you love, that you grew up with. It's something very special. And um, and and how would you describe? And especially as a leader in the community, I'm sure you're very familiar with other communities, other Jewish communities in New York, Ashkenazim, etc., Hasidic, etc. How would you describe the the community that you lead? Uh, what are its greatest assets? And I don't mean financial, I'm talking about values. What are its greatest assets? What are some of the things you're most proud of when it comes to the community that you lead in Brooklyn? So I think every, every community, I've, I've been privileged to see so many communities around the world, and each community is really very special. And uh, but in a different way, as as I'm sure you know, sure. Our our community, the Syrian community, I think one of the biggest, um, we'll call it qualities that we have. I think there's a, they have a tremendous heart, and they've always been supportive of, you know, of, of of helping others, charity, even when the community wasn't as observant in the early 1900s because they were immigrating, they were running from place to place like the other communities. But there was always a heart to give, to help others. There was always a respect for, for Torah. There was a respect for, for rabbis. There was a simple emunah that exists, existed and still exists in our community, which is very, very beautiful. Right. It sounds like they have a large collective Jewish heart. That's how I would put it. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. And they're very proud of it. 
Uh, Rabbi Mayer, you did as with us. The book is called The Power of Tranquility, Illuminating the Torah Path to Peace of Mind. Is tranquility the same as happiness, Rabbi, you did? Is a, is a happy person a tranquil person, or you might argue they're not necessarily equal? That's an interesting question. Is happiness the same as tranquility? Well, for sure, a person cannot achieve happiness without tranquility. Mm. That, that That's not a question. Good point. You know, happiness is an expression of the human soul. It's not an expression of the human body. Right. And uh, unfortunately in life, uh, many people don't know that, and they struggle because of it. They find, they're trying to find happiness. Like it says, you know, in the, in the uh, Declaration of Independence, the pursuit of happiness. You know, everyone, everyone wakes up to pursue happiness. That, that doesn't make anybody unique. We're all that way. But the question is where we're looking for it. Where is this place called happiness? You know, and we try to find it with money or to buy something or something in the physical world. Where, where a person could have fun, there could be moments of joy, but happiness is an expression of the human soul. So unless a person is giving the soul what it needs, there's no way to achieve happiness that is at least constant and is not uninterrupted. And you, and you so would argue, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I did read the book, you would argue that that, that, that happiness of the soul or that... Um, um, uh, you know the feeling that you're looking for for the soul is is um, is available through what through through peace as you you know as, as you uh, emphasize in the book is it you know what is it that that provides that that soulful happiness? So every one of us, you know, the, the word <clears throat> the peace of mind is from the word shalom, right? Right? Shalom usually is something that brings two or three or four or more parts together, which complete each other. So how do we express shalom inside one, one human? He's only one person. How, how can one have peace with himself? He's only one. So the answer is, as we all know, that we really have two parts inside of us. There's a struggle that's going on constantly that's between our desires, our body, and our soul mm-hmm. that's looking for meaning, for accomplishment. And that battle rages within us. And when we make shalom with these two parts, and really the only way to make shalom between the body and the soul is to allow the soul to lead the body. The, the body cannot lead. The soul will never be happy and satisfied with the body leading. But as long as the soul is leading, which means that a person's mission and, and their outlook is to accomplish spiritually, whether it's through learning, whether it's through kindness, whether it's through values and growth and the character, if that's what's leading the person, then the body comes along for the ride. So in can, the beginning, it might be difficult, but the body will, will come along at so, some point. So can someone who has unlimited materialism, God bless them, they've, they've made a tremendous living, they're able to, thank God, can someone with unlimited materialism uh, gain the tranquility you speak of, the soulful tranquility you speak of? Absolutely, but definitely not with the financial, uh, you know, blessings that they have. That's right. not what's going to help them so in if, accomplishing tranquility. So no matter what people have and what they're able to pursue, and no matter how many vacations they go on, etc., that is one piece that they have to keep in perspective. If they keep all that in perspective, then their soul can certainly grow to a place of peacefulness. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, if God gives a person tools, the more tools he gives them, financial tools are one of them, he could actually accomplish more spiritually. Right. But unfortunately, as we see, very often when a person accomplishes in the physical world, that takes over his life, and they forget about the one that's really going to bring them the happiness. So it's a very big challenge having that wealth. Rabbi Mayer, you did this with us. The book is called The Power of Tranquility, Illuminating the Torah Path to Peace of Mind. By the way, I, I want to mention, especially if, if listeners have to tune out to, to go to work wherever they're heading, uh, I do want to mention that um, he does have, Rabbi, you did that is, uh, does have special messages and chapters regarding teenagers, uh, regarding a special a chapter regarding marriage. There's a lot of different things in here um, that will apply directly to people in certain circumstances. So keep that in mind. It's not just a general uh, philosophical work, so to speak. There's a lot of uh, practical things that one uh, can implement. By the way, uh, Rabbi, you did. I said to myself as I'm reading the book, I wonder where the Inyana Dioma is. I wonder, you know, if you address uh, what's going on today. And I turn uh, your attention to page 110, where you have a section called Awe of Authority. And I think as we see our major cities running amok, and as we see the government officials completely um, uh, uh, completely abandoning the police forces uh, right now in the United States of America, I-, I think that's a good example of what you mean by a breakdown of authority, whether it be parents, whether it be rabbeim, whether it be rabbis of synagogues, no matter, and of course, whether it be the police forces. I think, I think the awe of authority is more important than people think it is. Oh, absolutely. First of all, I'm very happy that you actually read the book. I thought you were just saying that <laughs> in the beginning to make me feel good. No, I, I, <laughs> when, I, when I speak to you off the air, you'll really see how I read the book. We go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, oh, I mean, in the context, in the context of the book, the O of Authority was written to show that there is no way a person can learn from somebody else unless they have respect. Right. You know, that's the first thing I tell parents when they come for interviews in the school. You know, they, that in, in whatever school they choose, that's their choice. Right. But they have to know that whatever choice they make, that school in the eyes of their children have to be like Moshe Rabbeinu. They, that, that, that the rabbi of that, of that school, the Rosh Hashiva of that school, has to be in their eyes like perfect. But, we, but we have you, failed. You only could learn from people that you respect. But we have failed at that so terribly. I mean, the police is one example, but but we even in our own community have failed at that. How many people come home Shabbos morning, and 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 the first thing they do is criticize the rabbi to their families? That's an absolute spiritual suicide for a family. There's nothing worse for a family than to be discussing things that lower the respect of the rabbis or the authorities in their community because that automatically gives the children and the people, not, not, not only children, they give them a bad feeling which guides them to the other side, which is not good. Because we don't realize sometimes as parents that we're giving tools to our children of how to operate out there in society. Uh, you, you mentioned in the marriage chapter about relationships, how the teenage years should be you know, training a young man or young woman you know, how to view and how to keep relationships in perspective that will help them when they enter their 20s and start a real relationship with a spouse, etc. We don't realize sometimes as parents that all of this investment during the teenage years of our children is so vital. And this example that you gave in terms of, you know, how we speak, and I'm not saying that rabbis and teachers don't make mistakes. Of course they do. But there's a oh, way but, but there's a way to handle it, and there's a way to, to have your child keep perspective that, you know, that if someone of authority does make a mistake, here is the procedure of how we go about things. 
I, I'm going to tell you a great story. Yeah, sure. It happened here in our yeshiva a few years ago. Uh, one of the principals called me, and uh, she told me a story that happened to her that in her old school that there was a uh, uh, there was a child, I think it was, it was in seventh grade, who was not behaving properly, and uh, the principal warned this child that if they continue this behavior, they're going to demote them down to first grade. And that's what happened. And the, that boy spent an entire day sitting in first grade, which was obviously extremely embarrassing for him. And uh, when he got home, he told his mother. And his mother said, well, what did you do? You know, what, she said, well, he told her what he did. She said, well, I guess that's what you deserve. And that was it. Wow. She, she did not. But then the great part of the story is that night, that same parent, called the principal and blasted them. Right. 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 So so that's a parent should always remember that. Right. That there's the there's what you tell the child that authority is important. But if there's a problem, like you said, we're not perfect. Right. And sometimes we make very big mistakes. But address it with the person. Don't lower the person. You know, I, I think it's in your book, and I say it like that because I think I've seen other authors say it. The final words we say, and I know that, you know, different traditions are different, but essentially the final words we say in tefillah are Oseh Shalom bim Ramav, Hu Yaseh Shalom Aleinu Valko Yisrael, Amen. And we're not just talking about, you know, security for the land of Israel. We're talking about the, the shalva, the peace, the shalom that you write about in the book, right? That that's the ultimate thing we want from God. We want to be able to exist in life with that inner peace that you describe. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the reason why we end off our prayer, imagine we, we just, we, we stand in Damida and we ask for so many beautiful things that we need in life. We need wisdom. We need help. We need parnasa. We need, we need so many things. And, you know, when you look at the Amida, everyone knows that the beginning is praising God. And then the middle is asking for our needs. Right. And in the end, it's Hoda'a. It's to thank Hashem. But very few people realize that there's a bracha in the end called Sim Shalom. Right. Sim Shalom is not thanking Hashem. What is it doing in the end? Sim Shalom is asking for something. That should be in the middle. Why is that in the end of the Amidah? And I think the simple answer is because the message is, no matter what you did in the last five or ten minutes in that Amidah, whether you praised God, whether you thanked Him, whether you asked Him, and He gave you everything you asked for, if you don't have shalom in your life, then nothing is of value unless you have that peace. You cannot retain the blessings, even if God send them to you, unless you have peace in your life. And I That's why I'm sorry. it ends off with that bracha. And I assume you would argue if a p- section of someone's life is not peaceful with their spouse, child, and not just relationships, but in general, if they have an inner struggle, they should be working on that. In other words, the goal it's it's not throw up your hands and say, okay, this is my fate, and you know my spouse or child is going to be like this. The goal is to pursue peace, right? Rodef Shalom. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and I think that if we look at uh, at situations where there isn't shalom with a spouse, with a family member, with a business partner, with a community member, usually it starts when the person themselves within themselves are at this war. When you're when you have a civil war, right, we could appreciate this today. If there's a civil war in a country, it's very difficult to fight a war with another country. Right. You better be at peace first at home before you go out and fight with others. When a person is not at peace with himself, 
so or it's going to be very hard to get along with others. So re- really, when you have shalom within yourself, you have not only the ability to be happy, but you actually can have great relationships with the people around you. Rabbi Mayer, you did is with us, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at NahumSiegel.com, and the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. The book is called The Power of Tranquility. I'm proud that ArtScroll has given our listeners an opportunity uh, to get a discount, frankly, on this brand new book, Rabbi Mayer, you did. When you go to ArtScroll.com, ArtScroll.com, use promo code RADIO, use promo code RADIO for your 15% discount and free shipping on the power of tranquility. Rabbi Mayer, you did, is with us. Um, it, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the sections of the book I wanted to pursue with you is it, the reason I, I, I marked it is because we say it so often, and I think it's important for people to know what you've said about it. Uh, we talk about the Pasuk, David HaMelech says, May I in Yavo Ezri, right? He actually asks a question. Where is my help? Where is my assistance? Where is my Yeshua going to come from? And, and you point out, you know, why would he not just make a statement that, you know, my, my, my help will come from the one above? Why ask the question? Could you expound on that for us, please? Uh, I think it's such an important pasuk that's said so often. I think it would be helpful to people to know how you approach it. Beautiful. So the, the pasuk that we say is, From where will my help come from? Obviously, David Melech is expressing a person who is in a difficult, challenging situation, who doesn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And he's asking, Me'ain, from where will I get help? And he answers, Ezri Me'im Hashem. My help will come from Hashem. So I have to rely on that. Of course, I make my hishtadlut, I make my right. effort, right. I work hard, I try to solve the problem. But at the end of the day, my eggs are in his basket. So like you asked beautifully, why did he just say, my help comes from Hashem? Right. Why does he have to ask the question? So... I think one of the answers to this question, perhaps that's what's in the book. I don't remember exactly. Yes. You might be by now know better than me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, he's coming to say that that's the only help I have. Right. Meaning, if I, if I would tell you I have help from God, so he's one of my helpers, besides the doctor and besides the customer and besides that person. So Hashem also helps me. But David HaMelech is telling us, no. Where will my help come from? There's only one address, Ezri Ma'im Hashem. That is the only source of our blessings, and it's the only source of the one who assists us. Again, we make our effort, we do the best that we can, and we thank all the people who are the middlemen, but ultimately it is the Borei Olam who's giving us the tools that we need in life. Amazing. Rabbi uh, Mayor, you did is with us, The Power of Tranquility. Tell me more about the school. It is called Darche Eretz. Am I correct about that? Yes, absolutely. Yes, it is. And how many right. how, how many students? Not that we count, but I'm just curious. Uh, yes. Baruch Hashem, we started about 10 years ago, a new yeshiva here in the community, and we started with a few hundred children. Today, we're about 1,600 children. 1,600? Yeah, it, it grew. It's growing tremendously. Are, are, did, have, did you find the, did you find divisions. did you find the building big enough? <laughs> well, we have five buildings right now. Wow. So we're growing very fast. There's a lot of demand for what we have, and uh, Baruch Hashem, we've seen a lot of success with very happy, successful students graduating. How painful is it for a leader of students to see the schools close? I mean, obviously, you know, health reasons obviously are more important than anything else. But to see the schools close for this period of time. You know, in life, we don't predict 
and we can't react with emotion to things that happen to us. We just have to react in doing what we need to do. So to sit and talk about, you know, the difficulties and, and how bad we feel about them is really a waste of energy. I think what we need to do in life is just read the map and figure out how to deal with it. So if this is what's happening to us and we have no choice and we're doing the best that we can to live through it, so we have to take the map and just follow the plan. And, you know, we're working very hard. The faculty here, the teachers here, I'm sure in many other places as well, has been working hard to take advantage of the situation. And there have been opportunities. And, yes, there are things that probably we wouldn't have chosen on our own, but that's not our choice. Our choice is to respond. You know, I saw the word, uh, once I saw a beautiful explanation, that there's a word responsibility. And the word responsibility comes from the word ability to respond. That's what it means to be responsible. It means that we don't call the shots, but our ability is to respond to situations, and that's what makes us great and strong. And and it reminds me of what you wrote on page 226, not to uh, see yourself as a victim. It's not a matter of victimhood. It's a matter of adjusting to the situation and knowing that you can be happy and peaceful even in a crazy, unexpected circumstance. Absolutely. By the way, and gave us and yes, go ahead. And I, no, I hate to be so morbid, and I hate to bring up a topic as as dreaded as this, but but we know that some of our ancestors, I would say, in both the Ashkenazi and Sephardic community, when their when their lives were at stake. Many of them were able to persevere. Many of them were able to keep a positive attitude. Many of them were able to to make the best of the worst, worst, worst situations. Absolutely. And it's only with this kind of attitude. If you're going to try to figure out why things happen and why what, what could have been if they didn't happen and how bad you feel about them happening, you can't accomplish your life. Rabbi Mayer, you did. The book is called The Power of Tranquility. What a delight to meet you in this forum. I hope we'll be able post-COVID uh, to have you live in studio and uh, and speak more because uh, the book was great. I, I enjoyed it tremendously, and the uh, and and your boy does your reputation precede you. I I got calls from all over the world that, that they heard that you were going to be on this show this morning. And Rabbi, you did. Maybe we could get together uh, in in uh, in the Sephardic community of Brooklyn one day. What well, what would we share? Some lachma gin or some kibbe? What what what, what are what are among? We'd, we'd have some we'd have some kugel with that too. And chill. <laughs> We, 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 we do it all. <laughs> so you're across the board, I see. I, I guess all, all. all I have to do is recommend your book to both Sfardim and Ashkenazim, <laughs> and you're willing to extend the menu to whatever is necessary. I, can't, I, I, can't, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. A continued success with the yeshiva at Shari Tzion, which is such a, uh, for us, uh, even us, those outside of the Sephardic community, uh, your synagogue is so historic. Uh, the number of celebrations and incredible events that I and many people from around the Jewish community have been in your synagogue, I mean, you know it. You know it from growing up. It, it's one of the hubs of Jewish activity in this city, to say the least. Absolutely, there's a, there's a lot of blessing in that synagogue. So the can, people who built it must have had a, a lot of good kavanot because it's a it's a, it's a blessed building with so many good things happening there. No question about it. And by the way, if you look at the history of those who built that synagogue, that's exactly right. They did it with incredible purity and incredible drive to to, to help the Jewish community as much as possible. Uh, and good luck with the book. We will continue to recommend it to our listeners. Thank you. And I thank you very, thank you. very much. Malcolm, it's a pleasure to be with you. I appreciate your time. I thank you for that. Rabbi Mayer, you did. The book is called The Power of Tranquility, Illuminating the Torah Path to Peace of Mind. And he does have, we didn't even get into it. I, mean, I mentioned David Amelach, but he does have plenty of incredible references from the Avot, from Moshe Rabbeinu and others. Um, an incredible piece on Nadav Aviyu that I had never considered before I read uh, Rabbi Mayer, you did's uh, explanation 
um, that really does bring you a, a d- direct messages from the Torah personalities uh, to the way we need to think today. And I thank him, and I remind everybody out there, Art Scroll is doing us again because of our amazing relationship with Art Scroll. Again, a tremendous favor for our listeners. Another 15% discount for both The Power of Tranquility and Rabbi Seltzer's book that we spoke about earlier in the week, Our Man in Jerusalem. Just use promo code RADIO. Use promo code RADIO at artscroll.com. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Thursday morning with Pischili, uh, Simcha Liner, of course, here at JM in the AM. Before that, Yaakov Shweki. My thanks for our mayor. You did a reminder, both his book and the... Um, uh, the book uh, from uh, Monday's conversation, Our Man in Jerusalem, available right now, artscroll.com. Use promo code radio. Use promo code radio for your 15% discount plus free shipping. Again, use promo code radio. My thanks to Rabbi Yedid, and we hope to have him in studio one of these days. Can anybody walk into the studio here at JMM? No. The answer is no. Uh, anybody cannot walk in. But we did make an exception this morning for Miriam L. Wallach, who is uh, 30 feet away from me per our uh, strict show- social distancing rules you may ask that you may say you're familiar with our studio uh the studio does not have 30 feet both ways put together that is true but nonetheless say it again i'm sitting in the hall nonetheless we are adhering to the strictest of social distancing standards since i believe this is now the second time that you're here in the studio since the start of covid and uh, otherwise in the interest of keeping Great Jewish Radio going on a daily basis, it's been almost 12 weeks of nobody in this quaint studio in New York City except for myself. Miriam L. Wallach, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. I decided I was essential. I, I was an essential <laughs> worker. <laughs> I thought you were here to quell the riots, frankly. but I did such a good job that nobody's out on the street at 7 o'clock in the morning. Well, what's funny is that during the Kosher Halftime Show, you were the most effective public official when it came to road safety, etc. So I thought with that reputation, you'd be coming to this island and you'd be uh, and you'd be kicking some you-know-what and making sure those people got off the street and got back home. Listen, I appreciate your confidence, but frankly, the only thing I own is a bat, and that's not effective. Yeah. Every, but I am very good at directing traffic when in, in Cedarhurst. That is true. Every bat we own is now in our cars, frankly. Yeah, I gave my daughter a bat. <laughs> now I am batless. <laughs> you had one bat in the house? I keep a bat under my bed. That doesn't go anywhere. That stays there. But the bat that I had in the basement is now in her car. Oh, that's funny. You, you grow up in a family of boys, and then you and you have, like, like we do, a, a family of mostly boys, and there's always a bucket with 12 baseball bats in it somewhere in the room. Yes, so, well, so we were distributing bats as if, as if they were going out of style. Well, I would I would probably argue that my daughters, who are the hockey players, would have told you that they have you know 30 hockey sticks. I could probably uh, arm myself with one of them if necessary. Those are more conspicuous. You climb out of the car ready to get somebody with a hockey stick, they're going to be more prepared. They'll see it. You take that bat out of the car. Well, you're swinging the bat. You're not hiding it behind your back right. like a surprise. Correct. Surprise, I have a bat. Correct. But when you get out of the car, you can still make well, you Do you want me to go through my whole strategy of, anti- of, oh. of, of trying not to get killed by demonstrators? <laughs> i got to tell you, this is live lunch territory, you not really imagine. J-M&A territory. You cannot imagine what's going on out there. But it's nice to be back here. I'm happy my key still works, which is, of course, a joke because I lost my keys. But yeah. it's I'm happy my keys still work. Well, it's good to have you back. Uh, there, are a couple, there are a couple of things which we are going to cover a little later on in this program. There are two really important. I barely recognize you, by the way. Well, I've I've changed a tremendous amount in the last twelve weeks. I know you look much more like Eagle. I have no idea what to say. No, <laughs> what? Fitting. I have no idea. <laughs> that, that was a shocker. <laughs> anyway, um, so first of all, and, and we will discuss those topics coming up. But I did want to just um, with you here to cover a couple of things. First of all, uh, it does seem like our uh, we have not made a final decision, but I'm leaning toward our live lunch not being a Zoom live lunch today. I hear that. So we'll, we'll if we change that, I will obviously make that announcement during the live lunch itself. Uh, but Avi Fryer has the day off. He will not be jo- He will not be joining us for magic. He will not be joining us during the live lunch for a game show. Although I do want to set up for next week 
a Zoom live lunch with a game show involving you and other staff members. So we'll see if we could do that. Uh, so well, that already sounds like fun. So that's number one. Number okay. two, um, a big shout out to Chef Barret, and I'll tell you why. He makes me look bad. I'm not sure what that means. I'm top, well, cause I- Chef Barret, um, and he'll join me Monday. The reason we're postponing that conversation until Monday is because some of the delicacies that he and his group at Ram Caterers sent over won't be tasted till Shabbos. So the tradition, the Jewish tradition, is to save the best food for Shabbos. Uh, I think Stacy Siegel saw some of this food and said it would be criminal. It would be anti-halachic to not eat this on Shabbos. See, this is why he makes me look bad, because no matter what I send to your house, it is nowhere near as great as what he is sending. Is this going to mean no Miriam L. Wallach challahs coming to the Lower East Side this Friday? Well, let me ask you, did he send you challah? Because I don't want to compete with his challah. No, I don't want to compete think, with his challah. I don't want to compete with his ribs. I think the only baked goods he sent were these massive chocolate chip cookies. Okay, I will not send you cookies. There will be no cookies coming from the Wallach household. But the way the supply has dwindled. I will send tofu. I guarantee you he didn't send tofu. But the way the supply of the massive chocolate chip cookies has dwindled overnight, it is possible there'll be none left tomorrow. I know, but it's too close. Oh, wow. It's too close. Um, You can still taste his. It's like, what? So a big thank you. If you ever walk out of a Ram wedding and you've already had those cookies, you know what I'm up against. That's true. I know. So to Ram caterers, Chef Barret and his amazing staff, and a special uh, shout out to Simon. Uh, we are saying thank you, number one. Number two, Monday we'll discuss all the food, and we'll also tell everybody why why it is that they are uh, it, pivoting toward this uh, area of the industry. We'll do all that with Chef Barry on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far, I'm, one thing I will say to Chef, because uh, I don't want to spoil anything until my conversation with him, but one thing I will say is that I've tasted hickory smoked chicken wings in the past. Uh, yours, Chef Barry, are absolutely insane. See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't compete. Well, I don't know if you ever expected, frankly, to, to That's be- true. I didn't realize that I was going to be up against right. Chef Barret. And finally, and we'll do more later, as I said, because we have a couple of big announcements, but finally for this segment, um, and, and, I, and I made a commitment to this audience. I broke it only once. The commitment has been that our 2020 fundraiser, they would not be hearing about it every single day, at least certainly not as pitching and maybe you know small reminders. Uh, but when it came to Thursday and Friday of each week, I would step up the conversation about our fundraiser, and that's basically what's been happening, the exception was Memorial Day, where I was sitting here alone with no guests, and I'm saying to myself, I may as well, you know, ask people for to, right. to support our foundation. And we ended up with over 20 donations that day, which you and I still don't understand. No how, clue, but thank God. How on Memorial Day that happened. So thank you to everybody. Yes. And a big thank you to everybody who's already given. It's amazing how, I mean, there are plenty of people giving at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. It's amazing how many people are literally just sending envelopes with checks to our studio, and it is. Uh, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, New York City, 1002. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, suite number three, New York City, 1002. And I thank you very much for that. And all I could say is that there's a lot of great work going on here. Yeah. Uh, you and I have discussed for the last 12 weeks that we essentially, and you know, it's taken time to get here. It's taken 35 years. It's taken eight, nine years, you know, however, whatever period of time you want to put to it. Well, I just it, had my anniversary. It's over? June 25th. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well. I, was, I don't know. I don't know. Weeks are getting crazy. Sorry. Yeah. My my anniversary is coming up is what I mean. All right. You, yeah. you will have been here nine years, right? I think it's nine. I think it's nine. Anyway, or, or ninth anniversary. Yeah, ninth anniversary would be nine years, right? Um, so anyway, crazy. Yeah. So. No one would have predicted that one. Oh, no. It's got to be eight years because officially it was 2012, right? So it's got to be the eighth anniversary, starting yeah. the ninth year. Okay. Right. That makes I hold sense. into the ninth. And I think Yoni would argue that we're on season eight, so 
So it would be right. the eighth anniversary. Anyway, um, however, however you want to calculate the, the whole history of, of everything we do here, um, we've been able, because we're so deep into this incredible run, we've been able to basically um, uh, sum it up, synopsize, if there's a word like that, in the following manner. We essentially have five ways over the last nine years, five ways that this network is supported. Um, many of them are obvious to everybody. We travel, you know, we have a lot of great sponsored shows from organizations and people that we meet around the world, especially Israel. Uh, our Jewish unity initiative is one of our sponsors. We go to places like Houston, Pittsburgh, etc. Um, so we always have sponsored shows. Plus of course we have regular announcements here. Uh, people at art scroll, people at Abels and Hyman who are so dedicated to our programming and, and want to reach a, an, an active Jewish audience. Um, we have, um, we have uh, sponsored shows that take place here in the U.S. when we'll go somewhere, you know, uh, during a morning to got to get a bagel and we'll meet during the different hours of the show, different organizations, different people who are representing causes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's obvious that the majority, as I just described them, of our revenue streams are gone at this point during COVID. And we're praying for them to come back, believe you me. But with that in mind, it makes our, uh, our fundraising efforts all the more necessary. And that's why we turn to you, our listeners, to join us for our 2020 fundraiser. You can call us here in the studio and ask us for an envelope if you want to do it that way. You can go to fjbunity.org and be as generous as possible, fjbunity.org. And you could certainly just send in a donation. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, New York City, suite number three, New York, New York, one triple O two. Whatever method you want to use, thank you. And, uh, and just support us and, and be there for us and make that revenue stream as strong as possible so we can keep going. You know, Miriam Alwalek, I know you're proud of the fact that, thank God, Bliyayin Hura, this show has been on live, <laughs> including on legal holidays and including on Cholomoid, every day since this COVID situation began. You and I sat here the Thursday after Purim, the Thursday, um, yeah, it was the Thursday after Purim, Thursday of Parshas Kisisa, where, remember, we were already the next day out of shul. We sat here in this studio thinking about contingency plans, mentioning what, what is life going to be like if, in fact, this, this COVID does take over our community, which it did. But, again, uh, I made a commitment at that time to go nowhere other than my own apartment and across the street here to the studio. Uh, that Friday, Yonina Siegel came in to the studio with me and disinfected and cleaned every piece of equipment, uh, including stuff I use every day that others you know, use at that time. Others use now. I wouldn't let anybody use anything. But <laughs> others use. By the way, the mic you're using, I haven't used in over a week, so you're okay with that. Uh, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> if your doctor calls you about why you're using that mic, that would have been good to know about <laughs> ten minutes. ago. I, I get that, but <laughs> at least you know I haven't used it in a week. Okay. Since ZK led me through the ins- installation over FaceTime from my brand new mic, which is amazing. You're using this headset also? Uh, no, I've never used that. The only headset I've used in the last twelve weeks is this one. Good. Um. So. At least my ears won't get COVID. <laughs> so, so what was my point? My point is, uh, she comes in the next day uh, with me, disinfects the whole studio. I make that commitment, and uh, and sure enough, thank God, uh, I was able to keep that commitment, and um, and we've been here every single day since then. That has resonated with our crowd. Mm-hmm. It has resonated with a lot of. There are people who've never been financial supporters of ours who who have listened to me for 35 years, who are now financially supporting us because they basically said, yeah, Nahum, we know you've slept in the radio station through blizzards, and we know you've gotten up at 4 in the morning to to drive and and to to be in studios over all these years, and that's impressive. But once we've determined that you're taking on COVID, you know, head-to-head, and and that you're winning this battle, thank God, Bliyayin Hara, 
uh, we felt that ev- even we, who will never send you a check, even <laughs> even we have to support you at this time. Well, I want to give you credit because you keep on using the pronoun we. We've been here every day. We have not been here every day. You have been here every single day. And um, I distinctly remember that day in the studio where we were discussing contingency plans for COVID. Yes, it was one of... Um, it was one of a uh, what you would describe as a labadic discussion. It was a labadic discussion. It uh, it didn't it didn't end very very well, but uh, basically your attitude was no one's telling me I can't come into my studio. Now, I'm often the person who tells you you can't do something or you can <laughs> do something, but that was like a bridge too far. I am I you know, I give you a tremendous amount of credit. I know everybody who's listening right now gives you a tremendous amount of credit. Um, I know your family members would have, you know, preferred you not go the 20 feet and leave the building and walk across the street and come here. But nevertheless, your commitment to your listeners and to this greater community that is the JM and the AM listenership knows no bounds. Well, I thank you for that. And I hope everyone responds and continues to join the ever-growing list of supporters of our show and of our network. Uh, it's, uh, It's very simple fjbunity.org fjbunity.org or use the address that we uh, just provided by the way Morris Esses who's one of our great supporters sure. and friends he writes on the app I can't believe the two of you are mechutanim <laughs> yeah trust me <laughs> yes yes Morris that is uh, <laughs> that that is a line that we frequently hear the truth matter is we haven't heard it in weeks right. and, because we haven't been in the same place at the same time and somebody I think I told you somebody recently wished me a Mazel Tov who I saw outside I think Gourmet Glad and it took me a second I'm like oh on the engagement right that was like a COVID ago I you know it's been a that was it's been, a while it's ago. been a it's been an interesting 12 weeks but yeah. um yes and just to just to do it from the point the the financial point of view the general manager point of view when you say that the a number the the great number of our revenue streams has been halted as a result of COVID. That is an understatement of the century. I, I don't know when we're getting back on a plane. I don't know when right. we're flying anywhere else or driving anywhere. or driving anywhere else. Or I'm not getting into a car with you or doing a show in Woodmere. Anywhere. Correct. I have no idea when any of this is going to restart. No one does. If we did, we'd have a crystal ball and we'd all be sitting in Vegas. We we just don't know it yet. And so we're asking you. We are really we are asking very passionately to do what you can. And I know that there are God knows how many organizations out there that are certainly also very worthwhile and and worthy of your assistance and of your generosity. And I'm not looking to take away from anyone else. I'm really not. Um, There are people who are in desperate need of foods. There are food pantries and et cetera, et cetera. But, but, But this man shows up every single morning so that you have someone, you have a consistent voice, a leader to listen to to speak to, to congregate with every single morning. He doesn't miss a morning. And if he does, <laughs> there's a real reason behind it. Yeah, they could, they could trust you that, the, that something must have happened. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Correct. I want to give a special shout-out to our friends at A&H. Of course. Uh, to Seth Levitt, everybody at A&H. Did, I, I don't know if you've heard it. I assume you have. Uh, but I am proud of my declaration Yes. That that a great gift in June for dads and grads is a visit to the kosherdogs.net website. A hundred percent. That'd be amazing. There are many graduates. Some and I who, love the website name. Yeah. Some yeah. Of, some of whom you, whom you know. Mm-hmm. Many graduates. Uh, and there are many dads out there that yep. would really appreciate a care package from kosherdogs.net. If you use promo code radio, you get a ten percent discount. Use promo code radio, ten percent. 
discount. Coming up, uh, Unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari. It's going to happen at 9 o'clock Eastern time. His topic today is uh, changing how we feel by changing the rules of the game. Uh, 9.30 for Spin Class with Michael Fragan. 10 o'clock, Allison has Adasar Baskis and Ilana Sickle of Corona Connects, an organization connecting homebound college students with online volunteer opportunities. And you, Miriam L. Wallach, will be mm-hmm. doing a live show called That's Life with the Karen Birnbaum Esquire discussing estate planning during COVID. Correct. There are things to keep in mind COVID-wise that would not be kept in mind regular-wise. Well, I that, right. That and the fact that um, we've all been faced with our own mortalities very quickly right. and as a society. And there are plenty of people out there who have who have decided, like so many other things, that they're going to push off or they haven't gotten to X, Y, and Z. Well, estate planning is not something to push off. You know what gets me? And I know that this is not something that, <laughs> that you're responsible to answer or address. I, I know people, really sickly people. And yeah. I say sickly as opposed to sick because meaning that they are chronically ill right. with, with a condition. Who survived a battle with COVID. And in some cases, relatively easily. And then we know so many healthy people mm-hmm. that, were, that were taken from us, especially you know during the month of uh, Nissan. That were taken from us um, uh, during COVID, and it, it it just it drives you crazy when you think right. about it. It drives you crazy. Obviously, God has a plan, and we understand that, but it could just drive you crazy. Uh, I do want to mention that the Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zomik is at 7 p.m. tonight. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. That'll encore at 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. tomorrow, right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. We have two very important segments to get to. That's one of the reasons Miriam Alwalik is here so early, and I thank her. We'll address both of them coming up. Make sure to keep it right here at JM in the AM.
day And I let things play out in a godly way My little human eyes just don't get the picture here And I got no reason to fear I got no reason to fear All right, so JM and the AM Thursday, uh, Miriam Wallach is here, and there are a couple of topics we're going to be discussing today. The first is uh, our plans, or lack thereof, for this coming Sunday. Many of you are aware of the fact that um, we had scheduled, along with our friends at the Celebrate Israel Parade uh, Committee, JCRC of New York, Michael Miller and uh, his staff, uh, to, um, uh, to also be part of this virtual Israel celebration on the day of the Celebrate Israel Parade, June the 7th. Uh, Miriam Al-Wallach um, and I made a decision yesterday um, to follow the lead of the great Michael Miller and his organization uh, in terms of how they're going to be handling this Sunday and the Celebrate Israel Parade topic in general. And Miriam, if you would not mind, I believe you have in front of you the official statement that Michael and his staff released to the international public regarding this Sunday. I do. Here we go. Out of respect for the current situation after the grievous killing of George Floyd and the subsequent protests around our city and nation, the Jewish Community Relations Council of New York is postponing the virtual Celebrate Israel Parade until Sunday, June 21st at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We stand in partnership with our sisters and brothers in the black community and in all communities of color as we collectively strive to stamp out racism and prejudice in all of its forms from our society. We in the Jewish community know all too painfully the end result of unchecked hatred. The theme of this year's parade is Toda, or thank you, to essential workers who give tirelessly at great risk during the COVID-19 pandemic. We look forward to celebrating together when we can give them the gratitude they truly deserve. In lieu of celebrating this weekend, JCRCNY is convening a virtual conversation with, Amer- with African-American community leaders on racism in America on Sunday, June 7th at 1 p.m., as we mourn for George Floyd and the many others who have been victims of racism and hate in America. Details will follow shortly. So that was a statement by uh, Michael Miller in the JCRC of New York. Um, uh, we, we've decided, and I think it's uh, rightfully so, we've decided to, uh, because the JCRC is such an important partner with us uh, during Celebrate Israel Parade Day every single year, we are following their lead, and we are postponing our virtual Celebrate Israel Parade Sunday as well until Father's Day on Sunday, June the 21st. Um, I think we have to recognize, number one, that even if if there was no COVID, there likely would not have been a parade this coming Correct. Sunday. Uh, with the riots, etc., would not have happened, and they would have asked the Jewish community to uh, to postpone the parade or do it next year, and I'm sure our leaders would have, because our leaders have a tremendous respect for the police and, gover- and government officials. So of course, they would have acquiesced, even with the disappointment uh, of so many thousands and thousands. And the and the financial loss. Correct. And set number one. And number two, of course, uh, with the uh, with the uh, atmosphere in this country, no matter where, what political background uh, one may come from, uh, with this atmosphere um, uh, going around, it is, in fact, not a time to celebrate Israel or, frankly, anything else at the moment. 
and uh, and we will postpone that for a uh, hopefully a more pe- peaceful period of time, uh, starting with a couple of weeks from now. And as I said earlier on the air this morning, we'll reevaluate as we get closer and decide if and when this celebration will take place. So uh, kudos to JCRC. Thank you to Michael Miller, who I think if we pressed him would have advised us to to make the same move, which I thank him for. Yeah, and he and he was, you know, Michael's always gracious. And Michael is not only a supporter of this show and a fan of this show, um, but he but he's a friend. He's a friend, and and I, I would all knows both of our families correct. for a hundred years. Correct, and would also you know qualify as uh, as one of our advisors. Right, no question about it. Correct, and so when I said to him, you know, Michael, are you you know, advising us to, and he said, well, you know, and he's such a mensch, and he's so <laughs> humble, you, you know, he would take a step back, I don't want to tell you what to do, et cetera, et cetera, and I said, Michael, <laughs> I, you know, I respect your advice, and so we had a very frank and, and open conversation, and, and frankly, we are, you know, w- what we're doing is not only um, in support of the JCRC, and not only in support of, of Michael Miller um, and his leadership, which, you know, his dedication and his leadership know no bounds. Um, but also because we appreciate the fact that there is just, there, you know, La Colzman Vait, and this is not the time. 100%. And there's three other points I want to make. The first two are related to each other. The first is that, um, uh, again, just like the parade itself, our friends at the Rothenberg Law Firm uh, continue their commitment, uh, first of all, to our network, which we appreciate all year round, and, yeah. we, and we thank them, and we, and we try to thank them as often as possible, uh, at InjuryLawyer.com. In fact, uh, if, um, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be sarcastic here, but if, uh, has, if something has happened in the last few days uh, to you, yourself, or your business, you may, right. you may actually want to consider being in touch with the Rothenbergs at InjuryLawyer.com. Yeah, it's a soft pitch for them, yeah, but they're exactly. there. They're uh, there. The other thing is that... Um, uh, they've always been with us uh, again all year, but boy, do they play a role when it comes to events, uh, to all our major events, kosher halftime show, and 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 now the celebrate Israel parade. So I thank them because they, of course, uh, were with us and fully committed to whatever we want to do online, and hopefully that'll happen a couple of weeks from now. So thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm, and a special shout out mm-hmm. to Tamar Rothenberg. Because we had a special plan in our heads, which we still do, frankly. Right. It might still happen uh, for this coming Sunday. It ended up being altered already before Michael's announcement Correct. because, again, of things going on in different neighborhoods with riots and police activity, et cetera. Uh, but, but she has been, number one, by our side from the beginning, encouraging us with this idea that we have. Right. And number two, trying to help us with the logistics. So to Tamar Rothenberg, I am saying, and as is Miriam, we are saying a special thank you, and we look forward to continue to work together to make special things happen as we celebrate Israel. She's also been subject to our excitement and semi-harassment. <laughs> <laughs> when we have you know, an we, idea... We don't want to tell this to the firm. Tamar, <laughs> when we have an idea, it's often... I mean, if Yoni, if Yoni was here, he would just be nodding his head in affirmation. When we have an idea, it's often difficult to get us out of that idea and right. temper our excitement. And so if you're on the receipt, receiving end of that know that it's really well intended and i think that she did but the texts and the phone calls just to keep moving this along and she has a full-time job and a family she really doesn't have to deal with the likes of us but they're so supportive and tamar has been great and we really appreciate number one the the general partnership and friendship that we have with the rothenbergs and um and, and with the rothenberg law firm but specifically with tamar who is just i mean her enthusiasm is palpable 
And uh, we hope we are able to still pull off this yeah. new idea in the right time. And finally, I want to give a special shout out to Harry Rothenberg. And the reason I'm doing that is because we've incorporated his Divrei Torah into our Friday schedule for a while now. Uh, but then we did it Erev Shavuos on JM in the AM, and all of a sudden even more people uh, were contacting us about how much they enjoy it. So I'm not saying that we're making a commitment to do it every single week, but when appropriate and, and certainly when we uh, come across something that we think um, uh, really should be aired uh, early in the morning on Friday, we're going to do it. Uh, he puts out a, a video each and every week that we continue to highly recommend to everybody on the uh, Parsha Shavuot, on the Torah portion, or before a holiday, obviously before a holiday. And uh, I just want to thank Harry because he's becoming, more, and we've spoken to him on the air about mm-hmm. this, he's becoming more and more a part of our uh, of our Torah programming, uh, which is so important to us here at the network. So a big shout out to uh, Harry Rothenberg from all of us here at JM in the AM. All right, we have more coming up. We have another issue that we want to discuss, which we'll get to uh, before 9 a.m. this morning. Miriam Alwalik is here. My name it's is just Val- like, Issue makes it sound bad. What? We have another issue we want to discuss. Another topic. We just dis- right. We, another- we just discussed riots. Yeah, we, we just discussed. We have another topic that's going to come up. Uh, a COVID-related important topic next at JM in the AM. Yaldi <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. with Avram Fried and Amram Adar. Song is called Yaldi here at J.M. And by the way, one last note on the prior conversation regarding the uh, Celebrate Israel. Uh, no matter what happens, and again, we're right now scheduled for Father's Day. Uh, we're changing our schedule to be uh, the 21st of June at 11.30 a.m. before the JCRC event. Um, and Yoni, when he produces and uh, edits our videos, will be adding that to the end of the videos. I hope you're seeing the videos on social media every single day as we look back at the Celebrate Israel parades, the actual parades that have gone on over the last few years and that we've participated in. Thursday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. There's another topic that I wanted to get to. Miriam L. Wallach is here. Uh, we were thinking, uh, I think it was two Fridays ago when I first told you about this, um, uh, we, we were thinking... <laughs> No, it was Aravyantif. It was Aravyantif. Yes, because all great ideas happen. <laughs> when you have time to think. Right. <laughs> no, I have a great idea. So, um... Nachum, I'm up to my eyeballs in challah. Yeah, exactly. So I call Miriam Wallach and I say, you know, we, we have a goal, obviously, and that's to help people as much as possible. It's one of the reasons, frankly, that even though we're doing our own fundraiser, we still not only not only do interviews, but sometimes even host concerts <laughs> that are fundraisers that we don't get paid a penny for. We literally don't get paid a penny for it, but we you know, are actually hosting fundraisers and doing interviews about worthy causes. Uh, someone just contacted me the other day, and I said, "We, oh, yeah, uh, my good friend, Ayuzer Rabad. In fact, I'm going to write this down. He has a school that needs help. And um, I said to him, uh, and he said, is there any way... I, and I said to him, despite the fact that we're raising our own money now for our own cause, yes, you're going to come on and we're going to talk about how important the school is for kids at risk out there. And, and you know, hopefully there'll be somebody out there, if not more, that want to give. So, yeah, we are constantly offering, even during this time, as crazy as some people think we might be, uh, we're still offering. Uh, I, uh, I nod in affirmation there. Yes, yeah, so we're still offering uh, help with fundraising for others. Um, but the question really is, what besides that, what else can we do to help people out there? And I said to Miriam Wallach, we should set up a, a uh, an email address, resume at nahumsegel.com, and simply tell people that if you that if you or someone you know is, is now out of work, send us the resume. You will not get a response from us, but we'll have it. And and you never know. You never, right. you never know. You've had tremendous success in setting people up when it comes to matchmaking. Uh, professionally. Professionally. You've, right. You've had a lot Personally, of I've had zero success, and I'm a terrible shadchan. But, but but number one, you'll, you will look at every resume. Correct. Again, again we can't guarantee you're going to get back to anybody, but you will look at every resume and, and think about whether there's right. something you could think of. And on top of that, we spoke with Willie Hochman from the Joel Paul Group, and we will pass along any Jewish not-for-profit executive position, someone that we think mm -hmm. he would he and his staff would want to see their resume, we'll pass it on to them, uh, which would give people an opportunity to hopefully be interviewed by them and maybe be open to some of those jobs that he offers. Correct. And I've actually been in touch with a number of executive search firms or people in executive search firms in different areas of employment 
who have also expressed that they'd be willing to and happy to look at any resume that that we feel we can send forward, et cetera. Um, and, and we're happy to do so. You mentioned before that I've had this string of luck. Right. Yes. Thank God over my years here at the Nahum Siegel Network, I, I think I'm up to about 15. Wow. 15 people, 15 or 16 people that I've been able to place in jobs. Um, well, again, you're not a professional I am not search for him, but you don't you're, Correct. You're, you suggest. You don't place them, you suggest them for placement. Correct. I suggest them for placement and they have gotten placement. Right. Um and and the reason that I uh, you know, you and I have discussed this a number of times that the reason I've had this luck is simply because you and I exist at a bizarre cross section of life where right. we meet people from so many different industries. So many different industries that I'm able to just throw something somebody's way and and somehow or another uh, we've had we've had mazel with this right. and um and it's tremendous satisfaction tremendous satisfaction in being able to help somebody gain employment um I can't promise I'll be able to you know pull that off with every resume sent our way but I certainly will look at it and I'll certainly keep it on file I I've I've told you this before I've been at weddings you know, when we used to go to weddings, um, <laughs> I've been at weddings. I have resumes on my phone and I will literally send people resumes that I've run into. I ran into somebody at a wedding and, you know, had a strange conversation. I'm like, you know, this is going to sound peculiar. And I sent it on the spot. I, you know, It's amazing what you can just what you can just get done. So I, I really encourage people and, and it's part of our our commitment to do whatever we can um, to help our listeners. We know that our listeners are trying to help us and we're asking you for help. So we're trying to help back and give back as well. And uh, and all you got to do is get your resume to resume at NahumSiegel.com. Right. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Like I said, Miriam will look at all of them. Mm -hmm. It's resume at NahumSiegel.com. Feel free to give this to anybody in the community who's uh, lacking work now. Uh, or has been furloughed or unemployed or whatever the case may be. We know the millions of people in this country obviously are going through that. Yeah. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Anything in the arena of uh, of um, uh, professional uh, executive level positions in Jewish not-for-profits, they will be passed along to Willie Hochman and his staff at the Joel Paul Group. And we thank Willie for yeah. his work with us on this. And we're hoping that uh, that when he sees that resume, it'll the likelihood is if Miriam feels it's a resume worthy for them to look at over there, they will likely bring you in. For an interview, right. or do it through Zoom. Right, we'll it is. figure it out. But they, they will likely uh, do that. So, so hopefully this will bring more positions to everybody. But the only way this could be a success is if you encourage people in your life who need jobs to just get us those resumes. So, resume at nachumsegel.com. Resume at nachumsegel.com. And take thirty seconds to update your resume. Right. Try. You know, you want to put your best foot forward. You're not necessarily going to meet that person. Face to face. Who's you, the Who's the person? I hate to do this to them because yeah. now they may be inundated. Who's the person that you know? That's the best at updating a resume for somebody. Like who? Who's the best person to that you've met in your life? Who, if if I said to you, who should I go to for advice to update my resume? Is there anybody you can think of? That's I I mean, there are people I've gone to in the past. I don't know that I'd go to them again. So we don't know a resume expert out there. Um, I think people use Chava Willigliby. Wow. Yeah. She may be in there. 
let's let's give her some work. Um, some I'm, more work. Yeah, she's a busy lady. She is a busy lady. That is for sure. And she's got a podcast now. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure that people, you know, send their resumes to her. There are a number of people who, you know, you can use whatever method you want to use. Update the resume. Get it to us. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Encourage your family and friends who are not working to do the same. And like I said, Willie Hochman and the Joel Pohl Group are standing by for anything that's worthy uh, for them to look at uh, on their end. So keep that in mind. Tomorrow it's a uh, weekly update. Believe it or not, a lot's happened since the last weekly update. Tomorrow, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time here at the Nahum Siegel Network on JM in the AM with Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents. We'll do a live lunch coming up at 11. Miriam is going to be speaking at 10.30 on That's Life live with the Karen Birnbaum Esquire to discuss estate planning during COVID. Allison Josephs at 10 o'clock with Adasa Raskis and Ilana Sickle of Corona Connects. And at 9 o'clock in about a minute from now, Charlie Harari with an in-depth look of changing how we feel by changing the rules of the game. Miriam Alwalek, I thank you. Pleasure. Uh, thank you. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Listener Edie says, Miriam, welcome to the neighborhood. Bahatzlacha with the fundraiser. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for the parking spaces outside, folks. You, you literally have a welcoming committee I here know, in this neighborhood. There's one person who's happy to see me. This is what happens when you show up every 12 weeks. Don't expect this every day. All right, okay? I'm leaving. I'll be back in 12 weeks. <laughs> uh, plenty more coming up. Charlie Harari next in our full schedule, including tonight. Kedem presents the Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zamek. It's a fresh new program. It'll be on at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. And then 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. tomorrow morning uh, on the Nahum Siegel Network. And I thank Mark for the hard work and putting that together. We have so much amazing help from our staff and volunteers. It's incredible. Uh, we'll speak to you later during the live lunch of a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.